In this episode, I talk to Rohan Sivajotti. He runs Postcard Planning, a financial planning firm that takes a unique approach to customer engagement. He's also identified the needs of a niche customer group and come up with an online strategy to make financial planning work for them. Hear how Rohan set up Postcard Planning and the light bulb moment that led him to redesigning his offer to cater for partially sighted clients. That's all right here in episode 53 of the Marketing, Protection and Finance podcast. Welcome, you're listening to the podcast for financial services professionals looking to share business ideas and inspiration in the world of marketing, protection and finance. For each episode, you can find the show notes and links to things we talked about at rogeredwards.co.uk forward slash MPAF. So let's get on with the show and here's your host, Roger Edwards. Welcome to the Empath Podcast. Thank you for tuning in and once again putting me and my guests into your headphones. If you enjoy the podcast, it would help me immensely if you could share the show with at least one of your friends or colleagues. So please share on social media using the buttons at rogeredwards.co.uk forward slash MPAF. That's rogeredwards.co.uk forward slash MPAF. Or drop them an email. The more we spread the word, the more the audience grows and the easier it is for me to find guests that will add value to your businesses. So let's meet this week's guest. He is Rohan Sivajotti. Rohan is Director at Postcard Planning. He's a chartered member of the Institute of Financial Services and an enthusiastic cricketer. So let's get into that interview right here on the Marketing, Protection and Finance podcast. So, Rohan, welcome to the Empath Podcast. Hello, Roger. How are you? I'm very well. Rohan, where are you Skyping me from tonight? I am Skyping you from my dining room in Weatherby in West Yorkshire. Fantastic. I used to um, live in North Yorkshire, I think it was. Well, where's Leeds? Is Leeds North Yorkshire or West uh, Yorkshire? Leeds is West. West yeah. Yorkshire. I actually went to Leeds University. It's a hell of a long time ago now. And I originally come from Lancashire, even though I live in Scotland. So um, I have lived in your neck of the woods once upon a time. And a lovely neck of the woods it is. <laughs> Indeed. So welcome to the Empath Podcast. We've got quite a lot of interesting things to talk about tonight, Rohan. But before we get started, tell me a little bit about yourself, where you you came from, what your ambitions are. Basically, Rowan, what makes you tick? I guess like you, I'm a, I'm a bit of a nomad, Roger. I um, originally grew up in Chingford in Essex, actually, and had, but having lived most of my life in Weatherby in West Yorkshire, it's, um, I guess, wh- whenever there's one of those north-south debates, I sort of just pick a side that I want to be on, because I can firmly have my feet in either camp. The unpronounceable surname of uh, Sivajoti, but very well said, by the way, comes actually from my father's side, so he's Sri Lankan and mother's English. And I guess my sort of background is I've done a degree in financial services, actually, um, down at Sheffield Hallam. After that, I've worked for a platform, CoFunds. I've worked for an investment manager in Vanguard. I've worked for research software in, for, uh, for Financial Express. I've also worked at Paraplanner and as an IFA. So I feel I'm pretty rounded for the industry. I know, I know the industry and the profession fairly well. And I guess the thing that makes me tick more than anything else, actually, is just a genuine want to help people out. And the whole reason of me setting up my business and the, the core aim of postcard planning 
is essentially to grant people accessible, affordable advice. I'm not, I'm not so fussed about the upper echelons of society and all the millions that they have. I just want to help out the everyday man on the street. And let's talk a little bit about postcard planning. I had a look at the website um, over the weekend, and it's, uh, it's, it's quite a, a nice-looking website, quite modern, quite fresh. Very interesting name, postcard planning. Give me a little bit of a feel for how you came up with that, Rohan, and what, what's all that about? Well, thank you very much for the kind words. It's very nice indeed. It's good to hear that. Um, well, postcard planning came about, basically, the name we sort of, I sort of tossed around with a name for a little while, but there was a few reasons. First of all, my love of travel. One of my aims on my bucket list is to get to 100 countries. I'm currently at number 48. At 28 years old, I think, I think that, that's going quite well. That's pretty impressive. You've probably outdone me, and I've been here for twice <laughs> as long as that. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, it's a big, big, big old world out there, loads to see. And um, I, so first of all, there was that, that sort of want of, and that love of traveling. Second of all, it's, it's brilliant from a marketing perspective, isn't it? to do all sorts of stuff with regards to postcards, which, I, which I'd, I'd, I'd like to talk to you about a little bit later on, actually. Of course. Um, and third of all, actually, the whole philosophy behind a postcard is, so essentially you send a postcard to somebody when you're wanting to share a really good moment with your loved ones. And we just love that philosophy and that that's what life's about really is we're not we're not just encouraging people here to save money, we encourage them to spend it. And it's about creating what we call those postcard moments. So the moments where you want to stop, take a photo and send it to your loved ones. And one of the things I like about your website as well is the language you use is a little bit different than you would come to expect from a financial services firm. Uh, I think when I look at the uh, the process that you take people through, you don't put together a financial plan for people; you design it. And it, it seems that you're you're just you're trying to be a little bit different in the way that you approach this. Is that right? It is. Yeah. And um, the the. Basically, I did a load of market research um, before I came up with the business, the website, and everything else. And people just want to be talked to really straight. There's so much jargon in our in, in the financial services industry; it's ridiculous. We just get ourselves tied up in knots. So I just wanted to make it really simple, really easy to read, nice short words, short sentences, no fluffy stuff. And I'm glad that that's come across to you as well. That's really pleasing to hear, actually. Yeah, it's something that comes up on the podcast time and time again, this fact that we have to move away from complex language and jargon and and, and just stuff that people don't understand. And and it really is refreshing to see something really quite nice and, and easy to understand and, and easy to set out. And, and going back to the postcard idea, you do something quite innovative with your clients when you meet them for the first time. You talked to me about this before we hit record before, but I'm fascinated to explore that a little bit further. So, Rowan, tell us what it is that you do with your customers the first time you see them. Okay, so obviously with that, with their permission, we take a photo of them at the first meeting. So when I first see the client, I take a photo and I tell them that they should be expecting something within a few days and don't tell them what it is. I then run that photo through an app on my phone um, called Aging Booth. Now, what Aging Booth does essentially is it ages the client by about 30 years. So the, their lovely, beautiful face will now be aged 30 further years. And I then use another app on my phone called TouchNote, which essentially you can create any image, put it onto a postcard and pu- put a message on the back and it gets sent out to somebody within two days. I put the picture of their aged self next to their current self on the front of the postcard, 
with a message on the back just simply saying, look, we're planning for when you're going to look like this one day. <laughs> the feedback we've been getting has been really good, actually. It's been it's all taken in light heart. It's that sort of icebreaker with the client as well. Okay. Breaks down breaks down so many barriers, and you get a really open second meeting after it, actually, as well. But the, the whole idea came around, actually, with some Harvard Business School research that came out that basically said that to get young people to save and to get the younger generation to save, there wasn't. They did an asset allocation scenario whereby they showed some students an age version of themselves and some students not, and the people who saw an age version of themselves allocated more money towards their retirement. So it's just helping young people save more money. I think it's a really good idea, and again, it plays into the into the social media landscape we, within which we live at the moment, where photographs are just so important to everything. I mean, most of the apps that we use these days have got some element of photo, photograph in them. You know, Instagram, even Twitter now, and on and, and all the other social media platforms are heavily orientated towards photography. So this idea, whilst I think there's probably a few people listening to the podcast might be thinking, oh, for goodness sake, that's a bit of a gimmick. Well, actually, gimmicks are all around us, and, and, and I think a, a gimmick that can engage with people and can make a connection has, has got to be a good way of, of moving forward. And as you say, if it breaks the ice, it creates a relationship between you and the client, and, and that can only build from there. Absolutely, absolutely. And in addition to that interesting little trick with the photographs, you've also got something else up your sleeve for postcard planning. You've been doing some work with partially sighted people, haven't you? And you're about to launch something innovative for them. I'm actually doing the press release for this today as well, Roger. So you're, you're having the uh, debut of this. Well, right. Um, but basically what it is, and if I could just go, go, go into the story about it. Of course, um, yeah. One of my friends who I work with at um, CoFunds, he woke up one morning and he, he actually thought he was a little bit hungover and he couldn't really see a lot. And he thought, oh, I don't know what's going on here. This is, this all seems a bit 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 sort of odd. And through, through the day, his sight got worse, basically. And it turned out he had a rare genetic disease, which is called Leber Hereditary Optic Neuropathy, also known as LHON, L-H-O-N. And what it has essentially done is it's rendered him with only 10% of his sight left. Um, so he suffers from sight loss. Um, it's a permanent thing. He was only 23 at the time as well. It took him a while to get over it, but now he's absolutely fantastic. One of the greatest lads I know. But I got chatting to him about financial services because he obviously works in the industry still as well. And he said that especially when it comes to financial planning it, and and our industry there's so much paperwork and paperwork is the last thing that people with sight loss want to deal with because evidently they can't do anything with paper unless it's braille with technology and the way it's moved on now and um, it's really helped people out with sight loss and they have these things called uh, screen readers so screen readers essentially read text off a screen out loud to people with sight loss now it sort of got me thinking okay what could i do to help matt and what could i do to help people who suffer from sight loss. So what I've essentially done is I've got the entire financial plan proposition, broken it down into pieces and moved everything online. So I've now got a process whereby a client doesn't need a piece of paper, doesn't need to sign anything physically until it gets to the platform stage. But we'll come on to that a bit later on as well. I've got a bit of a gripe there to share with you. <laughs> okay. um, but essentially the whole proposition is done online. Everything's Everything's delivered. On, a, on an e-version, everything's readable via screen readers, and it just makes makes it that little bit easier. People who are partially sighted with suffering from sight loss or blind to have access to 
proper financial planning. One of the things I always like to talk about on the podcast is the light bulb moment that people get when they come up with a business idea. And of course, in a way, your light bulb moment was what happened to your your friend and when he became partially sighted. So tell me a little bit more about how you've developed this. So effectively, what you've done is you've created an online experience where all the documentation, all the presumably policies and, and uh, key facts and all of that sort of thing are effectively read out to the customer off the internet. Is that how it works? Essentially, yeah. And it's 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 sort of a, other other documents as well that I guess you have to produce yourself rather than providers produce them. So things like terms of business, for example. Indeed. Um, so when I go see a client, I have to give them terms of business and I give them a service charter. Um, those two documents, I've embedded a piece of software called DocuSign into those into into both those documents. And um, what that therefore allows the client to do is just simply click to sign. So as per the e-signatures act in 2000 and as per some dis- discussions I've had with the FCA, there is no physical requirement for a wet signature. The way that it works on positive affirmation and it's confirmed that via an e-signature, that is positive affirmation. So thereby, I've basically embedded all these documents, things like the suitability letter as well, um, with an e-signature. That way it can be sent to the client. We're not chopping down trees to do so as well, knowing what suitability letters are like, and they can simply accept the advice via an e-signature. It's quite interesting this, isn't it? Because I mean, all of those years ago, I can remember when email came in and when Microsoft started developing Office and everything like that, everybody said, we're going to be living in a paperless environment from now on. And of course, what went with all of this technological breakthrough was more and more paper than we've ever experienced before. I mean, I, I, I printed out a confirmation letter for a flight that I booked with British Airways the other day, and it was about eight pages long. I think we, we definitely don't live in a paperless uh, world these days but effectively what you've created here is a necessary paperless world for the people that you're dealing with absolutely yeah again it has to my focus has to be on my client and it's anything to help my client out and if it's a case of less paperwork more online and that's what i'm going to do and how did you go about putting this website together and putting this business together well the website I had a wonderful graphic graphic designer actually just work, work, work with the web guy. So I kind of, people tend to go web guy to do the website, graphic designer to do the branding. I sort of brought the two together and started with the, started with the sort of graphic designer guy because the way I had to work the website was so, it was so bold and colorful and bright and light text on dark backgrounds or dark text on light backgrounds so that basically yes it will work with the e-readers either which way but for people who are partially sighted they still may be able to see text on the screen or they have they have a piece of software that can blow text up on the screen so it's really big and it's readable so it just needs to be really clear really vibrant so that people can see it the other thing it also had to be was it, it had to be navigable is that, is, that, is that a word? Navigable. I think Nav- it is, yeah. <laughs> navigable, there you go. Um, in, in, in a way, essentially, so that it was easy to get around people with sight loss as well. So there are certain arrows that are there that are signposted within the page so they can click and the screen moves down, etc. So the way that the website's built suits the type of client that I'm trying to help. What, what's the biggest challenge you face getting this initiative off the ground and how did you overcome those challenges? It's a good question, yeah. Um, one of the big challenges, and this is my this is my gripe actually, is the whole process would be completely paperless. I could have 
no wet signatures whatsoever if a platform or an investment manager etc would allow us to now other than james i think james hay have got um their sit product um actually is now just an e-signature but right. not for their gia or isa which is a little bit odd but my challenge to the industry actually is that we're just we're just so far behind when it comes to technology and um, if you go into the legal profession you know if you if you try buying a house etc and um, there's hardly anything you have to sign anymore everything is just all done online mm-hmm. um and it's it it would be so easy to implement it must cost providers loads having to check through signatures and all the rest of this there'd be a proper audit trail but my challenge to the industry really and especially when it comes to platforms as such would be to be able to accept an e-signature for an investment it would make my clients lives so much easier and it would make everyone's lives a little bit easier what would be the one thing that you would like the the listeners of the empath podcast to take away from the experiences that you've had building this business rowan um the one thing i would say actually is that it never goes the way that you think it's going to go um I, when I was originally setting up the business, I actually had no idea I was gonna I was gonna sort of specialise and come into come into contact with clients who suffer from uh, sight loss. I just I just wanted to create a proposition whereby I sort of help as many people as I want. It's accessible, it's affordable, it's capped pricing structure, so it would so it would kind of suit everyone and it, and it would be fair. But I guess I've sort of almost carved out a little niche now in that I'm going to be essentially the first. As far as I'm aware, the first advisor in the UK to offer a proposition for clients with sight loss. So I would just say, expect the unexpected. It's definitely not going to go to plan, but embrace it. It's really good fun, actually. It's really good fun going in a different direction and um, doing something completely different. Because other things I've had to do with this is change change my my language and the way that I speak. In that. Um, I'm a very visual speaker, uh, if, 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 if that makes sense. I use a lot of visual cues and visual words. Evidently, people who suffer from sight loss and that, visual words don't work as well and they're not as impactful. So I've had to change the way that I speak. And that's been quite a big challenge, but it's been really good fun. It's, it's nice to get out of your comfort zone. So the one thing I would say is absolutely just back yourself 100%. It's not going to go the way you go. Uh, you want it to go. But just embrace it. It's really good fun. You never know where the opportunities are going to come from. And and let's face it, it's a it's a very sad thing that's happened to your friend. And, and I know that you've said that he's coping with it now. And, and it, if he hadn't been your friend, you wouldn't have had this idea. And your business probably wouldn't have developed down this way. It would have gone a different way. I'm sure it would have been successful. But it just goes to show, doesn't it, the coincidences that surround us often are the opportunities that are handed to us on a plate. Totally, yeah. And Rowan, what are the rewards to all this hard work and investment? Tell us about the results that you've achieved so far it's been really good actually it's been really well received so i haven't done that much promotion yet because i've just been just been so busy speaking to the uh, existing contacts that i've got so the first link up that i've got is with us is with a social enterprise actually called chapter three so chapter three being client uh, well people in the public who are entering the third chapter of their life people over the age of 50 right um, and helping them get get back into work set up their own businesses and help them with their lives now I've had a lot of interest from them, from the from the three wonderful ladies there, and we're just going to be doing some joint work together in promoting it to some of their clientele. Also, with the LHON Society, the charity themselves, I'm going to be doing a joint venture with them as well. And I'm also in discussions with a couple of other much larger charities as well, because a lot of the services that charities provide is obviously improving the lives of, of the people that, that they're raising money for. Now, if this is a service and something that can that can improve the, the lives of the people that they're trying to affect, then it's just working out really well at the moment. So yeah, 
the results have been good so far. Rohan, it's been fantastic to talk to you tonight about postcard planning and this fascinating venture that you've um, developed on the back of that to help partially sighted people to understand financial services and to plan their financial future. It's It, it just, again, goes to show that business opportunities lie around every corner. And even though sometimes we run into those business opportunities by accident, if we can grasp, grasp hold of them and develop them in an innovative and unique way, then business success is there for the taking. And I particularly like, again, as we've said before, the way you've focused on simple language, the website is clear, it's easy to understand, and it doesn't use any of that jargon that blights the rest of the industry. Before we go, Rohan, let's move into the quickfire business questions round. What's the one thing that you would change about the financial services industry if someone gave you a magic wand to wave? I guess that's going to have to be what I, what I was piping on about before, isn't it? Um, the ability for e-signatures, the, the ability for platforms and providers, etc., uh, to accept an e-signature. We, we are beyond the realms of pen and paper. What's the one business model or a product or a marketing campaign that you've seen that's caught your attention in the last year? Tell us what it was and what you liked about it. I would have to say uh, maybe Alliance Alliance Trust actually wrote um, a great paper uh, called Let's Be Fair. Wonderful piece of work it is and I think they've got a great proposition there and I, I really like the fact that they're challenging the norms of the platform world whereby people charge percentage and they're going down the fixed fee route. I like businesses that sort of stand up and stand out from the crowd rather than uh, follow the herd as such. Tell us about an app or a gadget that's made a huge difference to your working life. I'm going to cheat and have two. It's going to be Aging Booth and Touchnote. So as mentioned before, um, especially the feedback I've been getting from clients recently uh, and the fact I can make people look older and then send them a reminder about it. And make people laugh as well. (laughs) What's what's the best business book you've ever read? Tell us what it was and what you liked about it. I guess that would probably be a book called Priceless by a chap called William Poundstone. Wonderful book talks about basically the hidden psychology of value you know, for example using using nines on the end of uh, you know like things like a 99p instead of a pound and why and why we buy things that are heavily discounted and things like that it's a great book it really helped me price price my own business but it also you see some things in shops now and you sort of have a bit of a smile to yourself because you know exactly why it's like that <laughs> and finally who would you most like to hear me interview on the empath podcast do they have to be in the financial services industry they, right? they don't we, have we, to we, they we, don't we, have to be but it's probably unlikely that i'll be able to get them if they aren't come on then so we aim really high here Let's... richard branson come on you can do it, you can do it. <laughs> Well, I did have a guy called Ryan Hanley on the show a few weeks ago, and I never thought that I would get somebody like him. So you never know. But possibly Mr. Branson's a little bit beyond. But we'll see. We'll see. (laughs) Before we sign off, Rohan, I'm sure there's going to be people out there wanting to get in touch with you. So what's the best way that they should connect with you? Is it email, Twitter, LinkedIn, through the website? Tell us how they should get in touch. Right. Come on, then. I'm going to ring these off. Right. Twitter is at postcard Rohan. Uh, R-O-H-A-N, that is. You can get me on LinkedIn, Rohan Sivajoti, Sivajoti by S-I-V-A-J-O-T-I. Sivajoti said how it's spelled. Email address, rohan at postcardplanning.co.uk or just um, get in touch via the website, postcardplanning.co.uk. And I'll put all of these contact details in the show notes for this episode, which you can find at rogeredwards.co.uk forward slash 
M-P-A-F. That's rogeredwards.co.uk forward slash M-P-A-F. I'll also put links on there to your website and to some of the resources that we've spoken to tonight. Rohan, thank you very much for talking to me tonight. It's been fascinating. Great to hear about your business. Let me wish you every success for the future and hope to catch up with you again soon. Thank you, Roger. Very kind. Nice speaking with you. listening to the marketing protection and finance podcast do please look at the show notes at rogeredwards.co.uk forward slash mpaf for links to the apps and topics and books we discussed if you enjoyed the show please leave a review on itunes simply visit rogeredwards.co.uk forward slash itunes and leave a review If you are a provider or advisor or journalist and you have a product, campaign or business model you'd like to talk about, please get in touch. You could be the next guest on the show. And do remember, nothing we talk about on the show is financial advice of any kind. It's all just thoughts and opinions, okay? Okay.